Hey Google, what do you like to do for fun on the weekends? I like to chill out and play games. I was just practicing my game show voice in case you wanted to play Are You Feeling Lucky? You know what? No. Sure. I... I like to chill out and play games. Okay. We get it, Google. We get it. Hey, I don't hey, feel Google? lucky. I don't want to play a game with you. Let's stop. All right. I can't stand your relationship with her. It's deep, and it's unique, and it's just as valid as anything else. Is it? No. I didn't think so. That will be $300 for this session. Um, if you can pay the intern out front. Session what? I'm your therapist. Since when? I've been trying to help you get over your relationship with Google. Listen, Google helps me with so many things you don't even understand. She doesn't love you. Who else is going to remind me to get a haircut? Me. But Which you pay me for. 50 bucks for every reminder. So now you're my therapist and you're my secretary. I'm not your secretary. What? Then I'm your lord. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a knight. You know, like the knights and the kings. You know, that kind of... Not, yeah, I was about to say, kind not of a, a god religious, complex no, 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 there. No, no, no. It wasn't a religious thing. It was like a... Isn't that what they... My lord? Isn't that what they say in the knight realm? Um, I, but I know what it sounded like. I'm trying to clarify. I now. know, I know, but like a uh, a peasant girl uses me lord, you know. And uh, you're not a peasant girl. <laughs> I'm not a peasant girl, okay, no. Um, and you have to really enunciate. Uh, you have to kind of cut the the eyes, the eye out. You know, it's like my lord, my lord. But like a proper lady would be me lord. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast, <laughs> nonsensical brilliance, <laughs> the podcast, hosted by me. Marcus, and also hosted, co-hosted, not ho he's co-hosting it. Uh, We're both co-hosts together. Okay. Yeah. He's my co-host with the Mo-host, Sheriff. That's hey, usually me, yeah. We got a bit of an interesting episode for everybody today, all the Todds. Oh, a bit of a squeak. Ah, yes. I called it out. Um, This is an interesting one, because we have a few things we're going to go over. It could be a bit of a long one. I know Clint, the uh, local dwarf giant, enjoys long ones. All right, so that's our episode for today. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Um, let's start off with you. Oh. oh. We, we okay. both have a story time. You have one and I have one. Yeah. Mine's uh, a follow-up. Yours is new. Yes, yes. And so I'm going to let you start with yours because it's shorter than mine. Yeah, and it's thoroughly and I'm excited embarrassing. To hear it. I'm excited. Whenever you embarrass yourself, a tear forms in my eye of joy. Why? <laughs> just just in one eye, though. Just in one eye. I mean, it'd be weird if it was yeah, both. The left one. How, how dare you? Oh, you don't even have the decency to go for the right? Oh, I dare. That's for you ASMR fans out there. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Anyway, so you were awkward. Where, oh, where were yeah. you awkward? Start, start at the beginning. Okay, so... I work as a phlebotomist. Which is a type of medical thing. Yeah. I take people's blood for lab work. Do you know how work. I know that? Yeah. Besides you telling me that you do it? What's that? There's a ist at the end. Ah, yes. Pharmacist, 
doctorist, phlebotomist, <laughs> taxidermist. Yep, inspectorist, um, presidentist, dentist, dentist, <laughs> car mechanicist. That sounds um, like I'm saying anarchist. Yeah, <laughs> also, that's anarchist. What that's what we are. Are we? Anarchy podcast starting 2020. Down with the sickness. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. Thank you, but <laughs> I also tried. you didn't put a whole lot of effort into that, but I appreciate you still doing it. So. I'm tired. Anyway, your story. You're a phlebotomist. Yes. So, I, like I said, I work as a phlebotomist, so I see a lot of different patients. Um, In case now, anyone doesn't know, it's about drawing blood. Yes. I take their blood for lab work. Uh, and I also do a bunch of other tests with various sure. body fluids. So it's an interesting place. But the most important thing is that I see a lot of people. And since I'm fairly new over there, I haven't really developed a relationship with many of the patients um, like my coworker has, my coworker slash trainer. Uh, she probably knows a lot of the people that come in. Yeah, she does. So we were having a conversation about what she was planning for New Year's. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I don't have any I don't do anything, <laughs> so not a lot of people do. I asked her what she was you know what she was planning. She says you know she's gonna have a nice night in, and uh, she had gotten something interesting called uh, like raspberry vodka caviar is what she called it. Intriguing. And uh, I had no clue what the heck that meant. I thought she literally had fish roe. That she had like soaked in alcohol, and I'm like, and then had a, a raspberry just sitting on top. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm not, I don't drink or anything, so of course this was an alien concept. Um, But this is important because later on we had a patient who was, you know, you know, apparently good friends with my coworker, but, you know, still fairly new to me. I knew them, I've seen them a couple times, but not enough to like really know their backstory. Sure. So um, (laughs) she was trying to describe to him what these were, and she was having a little bit of difficulty. So I'm like, essentially what these are is like, have you ever had boba? Do you know what boba tea is? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like these little gelatinous balls that are filled yeah. with a liquid or yeah, a gel weird. of some sort. It's just a ball. I know, but it's still a, a little weird. A spherical object. It's still a little weird. You're a little weird. I know. Anyway, in this particular version, instead of being filled with a delectable fruity substance, it's booze. So <laughs> the best way I could kind of convey this information to uh, this patient was, just imagine a water balloon edible and smaller but it's got booze in it and then he's like yeah i get it and um so i thought i'd make a quick off-the-cuff joke and say it's perfect for all your on-the-go booze adventures and normally this would be kind of innocuous right sure Mm -hmm. turns (laughs) out this uh you know particular patient that i was talking to um has a history of problems with drinking and driving and maybe was going into very you know, oh no! I mean, situations with it. Can I be honest with you? I thought it was going to be way worse than that. I, I, it, it was very awkward. Oh, I'm sure. And the most awkward part of it was this: this guy's cool. He's nice, um, to the point where it didn't really bother him, but it bothered me really bad. Oh, like, I'm oh sure. God, I'm so sorry. So he sat there, and we the the place was a little slow because we had kind of come to the end of the day. They just talked for 20 minutes while I'm awkwardly trying to figure out what to occupy myself with. So I'm like reading random <laughs> papers. I'm like taking a clipboard with nothing on it and just like, mm, yes, yes, this is a piece of paper. Mm, yes, busy. Oh, I'm, I'm so busy. Ah, and I'm like taking tubes of blood and stuff that have already been spun. 
And she's like, yeah, mm, mm, yes. Blood? <laughs> yeah. This is blood. Have you guys ever heard of uh, uh, James Dean? I think he was... Oh, wait, no. Oh. Oh. Actually, He's, I don't think it was drinking related. It was car related, though. Definitely car related, yeah. <laughs> this is a... This is awkward. This is super, super bad for me because I don't really get myself into these situations very often. So I can't really go off of experience. And I was locked in a very small room. Yeah, with this man. Yeah, yeah, and he's a nice guy. He's yeah, cool, he's a cool dude. Yeah, it's great that he's very cool about it. But I, I can understand that feeling of even but though the they're inner cool turmoil. About it, yeah. The even, inner turmoil is what got me. Exactly, they're cool about it, but then they still it still feels weird for you that like entire time. Fifteen minutes to like I don't know, fifteen minutes to like twenty five minutes of just excruciating awkwardness, and you know I'm already prone to awkwardness. Oh, I know. It's your middle name. It's not. It could be. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the government had it legally changed. I, ge- I genuinely thought it was going to be worse. What did you think it was? Can I be honest? Yeah. I thought it was that he like had a family member he lost to a drunk driving accident. That would have been 10 times worse. I'm pretty sure that the... We don't have to get into it. We don't have to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, probably iffy enough that I'm saying this on the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> we uh, didn't name names. We didn't name names. His name is Todd. <laughs> no, it no. actually wasn't. Oh. It was actually not. <laughs> there you go. And here's his address. Um, but yeah, that was fun. That was my little fun anecdote. Yeah. So a while ago, here's my anecdote. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> a while ago, uh, we talked about an email that I sent to Lego. And in case you're not totally caught up with it, I'm going to read... Yeah, with what a Lego is. A Lego is no, 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 a no, no, plastic no. block. That's not no, what I'm I mean. Um, I'm going to go back and read my initial email. I'm going to start from the... I'm going to start and go... Because what I did was I told you in the last episode we talked about it, how I sent an email to Lego. But I didn't tell you was that I got a response. Oh, not yeah. only did I get a response, but there's been corresponding uh, oh, wow. emails. So a quick recap in case you didn't... You don't remember this... Um, it's in one of our old episodes. I'm not sure which one, but I'm going to read it back anyway. So this is what I said. Dear Mr. Lego, my name is Marcus. I've been a big fan of your product for years. From the early years when as a young child, I'd leave Legos on the floor for my parents to step on to now, a young adult of 25 building for the beauty that are Legos. I write to you now in hopes of providing an idea for marketing your great and buildable products. (laughs) Buildable. Yeah. Now, before I share my idea, I would like to say I hope you respect me and my team and not steal the idea and leave us out in the cold of this Lego house we could build together. We want to do a travel channel TV show all about Legos. We hope to be the Andrew Zimmern of Legos. We could travel to different locations to see new and exciting Lego builds by people all over the world. I want to thank you personally for reading this email. And I hope uh, and I hope you know I write all this to you in the most sincere of ways. Please email me back as soon as possible so we can get started on our travel plans. We'll definitely need your financial help. Thanks again. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Marcus. I like how it's not like we would appreciate some donation. It's like, no, we will die if we don't get your financial assistance. So I get this email. Dear Marcus, thanks for getting in touch with us. Your idea for a travel show about Lego culture sounds super cool. 
We have a partnership team that might be able to help, so I've forwarded your email and contact information for them to take a look at it. Wow. We got lots of respect, <laughs> which I think is really funny because I know what they're, yeah. Uh, so it's not always possible to get back in touch with everybody individually as much as we'd like to. If the team wants to chat further about your idea, someone will be in touch. Best of luck. So, I mean, if that was Brian, a copy-pasted and, message, and that, was like, from, that was a pretty good yeah, one. <laughs> that one was from Brian. Thank you, Brian. Well, then Thanks. I replied back because I felt like, oh, I need Brian to... Brian seems like a cool guy. He does seem very nice, doesn't he? I felt like, oh, I need to reply and I need to be a little bit, you know, thank, thankful that he would reply to me. So I said, Brian, thank you for your response. I appreciate the time and effort into replying. I'm glad you like the idea of our show that showcases Legos in all their glory. Thank you for forwarding our email to the partnership team. It means a lot knowing that a company I have tons of respect for are willing to listen to those who reach out to them, and it just adds that much more respect. This is where it gets weird. <laughs> I hope you let the partnership team know that I care about building this relationship the right way. Lego piece by Lego piece. I hope to hear back from you and the team in hopes we can, we can show the world that Legos are something special. We would love to build the Lego bridge between everyone in this world. Show them that Legos can build and fill the gaps between all of us. No matter how different we may be, Legos bring people together. Thanks again, Marcus. So there was that. Wow. I mean, it, it, started it, out pretty okay. it, it started out pretty okay there, like just as a yeah, yeah, the breaking part, down each letter. Yeah, the first part was like, you know, I wanted to be kind of nice because I didn't genuinely mm -hmm. expect an email back. And then I needed to get weird again. Yeah, once you, once you got a little weird, like you really went for it, which is admirable in and of itself. So then I got another email. <laughs> Hello, Marcus. Thanks for your reply. Well, your idea is so wonderful, so of course we're going to pass it on. I completely agree that with you that Lego bricks bind us all together. <laughs> And it would be really interesting to see it on a global scale. Good luck with the partnership team. I hope I'll soon be able to call you a colleague, Marcus. Kind regards, Marie. That's actually very cute. It was very nice. So what did I do? Oh, no. I replied to Marie. <laughs> I, re I, I replied. I said, um, where is it? Where's my reply? I know I replied to Marie. Or... No, no, no! I didn't reply to Marie. What you told me that there was no. I did, I did. Yeah, no. There's another correspondence, but I left it there. Marie was so nice. She was extremely nice. Hold on, I'm having to go back to the email because it's, you know, when you have like a lot of correspondence, it like it builds. Up. Yeah, and yeah, I don't like yeah. it. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So I didn't respond back to Marie, but I, guess I did. I'll just fill. I left it. Uh, no, I got it now. So I left guys, it. Guys, oh, no, I, I got it. What do you think about Legos? I, I got it. Do you really think they build bridges between people? I don't think that a Lego bridge really holds up for that long. What are you saying? It'd be pretty cool um, to see a Lego bridge built, like once made completely out of Lego. Maybe like you super glue them together, uh -huh. and then you could try and like draw drive a, a a car over it. Have you ever played a game like one of those games where you have to like build a bridge? You ever, like where you build a bridge? It's like poly bridges or something. I'm ready. I've been ready for a few moments now. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I'm kind of so committed to this. I didn't now. reply. I didn't reply directly to, uh, to Marie. I waited a few, I, th I think a few weeks even. And I replied again because I hadn't heard anything. But you know what I did find out was that they have a TV show they're doing about Legos with Will Arnett who voices Lego Batman. It's not my idea, but it's questionable. Wow. Really? Yeah. Of course they had to get the well, big name from, out there. From my understanding, I think that this is based, I think there's a similar show in the UK and they're adapting it to the United States. Huh. It's based on like they get a bunch of people in and they build Legos. It's like a competition. So this is what I write. Mind you, I'm going to be completely honest because I like to be honest on this podcast, Sheriff. Are you sure about that? I was a little tipsy. What? <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
Um, I was totally fine. I, I wasn't even, you know, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I was... You were wasted. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so this is what I wrote. Hello to whom may read my inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Mainly because I didn't know if I was going to get hear from Brian or Marie. You couldn't go with dear... No, I don't know. No, hello. Lego? Hello to whom? What happened to dear Mr. Lego? Hello to whom may read my inquiry. I've written in a couple times before, both to Brian and Marie, who were both lovely people. <laughs> oh my God. The emails involved my TV pitch for Lego, as you can see attached below. Please read those first if you haven't yet. <laughs> you got to be prepared with the source material, of you know. Yeah. I know recently you've begun production on a show starring Will Arnett. First, I would like to thank you for not using my idea without me. <laughs> Second, I congratulate Will on his show. Finally, I would like to push another time for my show. I'm sure like Brian and Marie are going to like personally relay your mm -hmm. congratulations to Will Arnett. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I would like to push another time for my show, but this time I would like to give another thought. We don't have to be on TV. <laughs> we could consider streaming on Lego's website. You... <laughs> this is so stupid. You, me, and my buddy Dupree could begin a challenge to Disney's You have a throne. buddy named Dupree? No, you but you know there's me? a movie called You, Me, and Dupree, and I thought it'd be really funny if I did that, even though I know nobody named Dupree. <laughs> what I just, if they said yes, and like only if you can bring your friend named Dupree? You're changing your name. Uh, so yeah, it's me, Sheriff Dupree. So let me let me start that bit again. We could consider streaming on Lego's website. You, me, and my buddy Dupree could begin a challenge to Disney's throne. Fingers crossed. If streaming is in your wheelhouse, I'll even do a Lego YouTube show. Now I know this email may seem desperate this because e it is. <laughs> this email may seem foolish for a third attempt, but here's the truth: we are all humans trying to make it in this crazy world. <laughs> This part, like these end parts of yours, like need like inspirational music I in know, the background. Right? Um, we're all humans trying to make it in this crazy world, and the one thing that keeps us afloat are Legos. Do Legos float? I don't know for sure, but metaphorically, yes, they do. <laughs> what? I respect you and your opinions, and I hope we can discuss more of my team's ideas over the phone. I think our partnership could be built on a solid Lego foundation. I hope to hear back soon so we can start making the world one big Lego land. Yours forever, Marcus. And I got a reply. Forever. One, one, one last reply. Dear Marcus, thanks for getting in touch with us. <laughs> Sorry it's taken a little while to reply to you. Yeah, it was a few days. A um, few days? I mean, you, you made Brian and Marie wait weeks. No, they replied really quickly. No, you. Oh, I, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, it's the holiday season and we were extremely busy, obviously. You have a fantastic idea, which I hope one day will become a reality. Thank you. They hope. We have passed this on to our partnership team, so hopefully that you should hear back from them soon. I haven't. <laughs> I, I hope this helps, and I hope you have an enjoyable new year. And he did a smiley face. Aw. Smiley face means that he's human. Happy, There's no way that could be a robot. I know, right? Happy building, James. Because robots don't know how to smile. James wrote that one. You see, James is kind. He's, he's kind of the wild card of the group. He, he is. He did a smiley face. Yeah. You see, Brian, he's kind of like the main man, you know. He's the main character. Marie is the sweetheart. Marie is the sweetheart. Yeah. She's the one that everybody is, you know, everybody's kind of crushing on when there's a kid, you know. Okay. There as a kid. All right. That's it. Confusing. Like the pink Power Ranger. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy, bud. 
And then James here, he's like he's the, the wild card. card. Yeah, like he, he throws emoticons out there. Well, like it wasn't emoticon. It was like the old school, like the semicolon. That's those are the, still called emoticons. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, they just transitioned to being called emojis when they started being little pictures. Gotcha. Anyway, this is a little bit of nineties. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for that history. Um, shall we get into the meat of the podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of trying to go a little vegan though. So if we well, kind of get into the that's why sushi. I'm doing this. Not sushi. Gosh, that's not vegan. That's not vegan at all. Tofu. There you go. Let's get into the tofu of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, Todd's of all ages. That's <laughs> like the worst. Time <laughs> that was the worst time to do that. I'm I'm doing something I haven't done in a while. And if you're a uh, uh, if you're an avid listener of the podcast, first of all, why? <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I'm doing a rant. <gasps> oh my god, it's been so long. And here's the thing: it's based off the same rant I had to do last time. Really, Star Wars. Ah. So here's the thing: I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, during this kind of uh, time period, uh, the new Star Wars movie, Rise of the Skywalker or Rise of Skywalker, has come out. We've seen it. Yes. Uh, we might talk about it in another episode. We've talked about that. Yeah, I think it deserves its own episode. We might even see it again just so we can make sure we're f- fully fresh on it. Yeah. Um, so because of this, there's become this this uh, annual um, bashing of anything the <laughs> Star Wars fans online don't like. And you want to take a wild guess, Sheriff, on what that thing is? Um, I would have to say... You're uh, wrong. It's The Lost Jedi. Oh. A lot of people have a little bit of distaste for The Lost Jedi. <clears throat> and so this episode of this rant, right, um, I want to talk about specifically two things. And I know I called this a rant, but here's the thing. It's actually not going to be as hateful as you might think. Oh. I'm going to be breaking down. This was this is a hateful podcast. I don't know. It's true. Don't know exactly why you're bringing that crap in here. I'm How breaking, dare you be respectful? Well, I'm trying a new thing. Oh, no. New, new me. No, no, no. No, no. I'm not, I'm not down with this. I'm going to break this down. Fine. I'm not going to break down. Do what you I'm want. I'm going to break the subject down. <laughs> um, I will not let you break this hateful <laughs> podcast down. No, no, no. I'll get back to that soon. It's not a hateful podcast. No, it's not. Um, so here's, here I go. So sit back and relax, Sheriff. I'm about to d- d- dwell, dive right into it. All right, it. everybody. Shh, 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 I'm going to sit back. As obvious as you could be with that chair. Here's the thing I begin to notice. A lot of online people have been very upset about Luke Skywalker's portrayal in The Last Jedi. Real quick before we get fully into this, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Last Jedi. First of all, it's been out for over a year, I think, now. You should have seen it by now. I'm not going to get into uh, anything of Rise of Skywalker because I d- that is so fresh. I don't want to ruin anything. So we're just talking about Last Jedi and the originals. If you haven't seen any of them, why are you listening? Um, a lot even of, I've seen them. Exactly. Even sheriffs have seen them. Sheriffs, sheriff has seen them. So there's that. Specifically, what people are upset by, like I mentioned, is the character choices that were made for Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker was created by George Lucas. I'm going that far back. George Lucas, when he created Star Wars... He created three central characters. He created Leia, Luke, and Han. Those are the main people. Yes, Vader as well as the villain. But when he first made it, as heroes go, he made three uh, three characters. Luke Skywalker is the one that people are meant to be related to. You know, when you watch something, you're always going to have somebody that 
every director and every writer, they want to give you somebody the audience can relate to, somebody that they can draw to. That's a part of character development and character writing. And I think that's very, very smart. And it's it makes sense. You can't relate to Leia. She's a princess. You're not meant to really relate to her. Um, I beg to differ. <laughs> you do not count. <laughs> You're not really meant to relate to Han Solo. He is a space pirate. He's a mercenary. He's a he's a, somebody who who has done illegal things. You're meant to like these two people, but you're not meant to relate to them. But you can relate to Luke Skywalker. Why? Because he is a, at this time, from my understanding, he's probably 18, 19 years old when you see him in A New Hope. He's a young boy, a farm boy, who believes that he has something in him that's meant for greater things. He doesn't feel like he's meant to be stuck in this in this position where he's not exploring the galaxy and, and, and doing the things that are exciting and new. And that's how we feel. I truly believe that a lot of us feel that way. And that's why we connect with him because a lot of us feel like that. A lot of us feel like there's more to life than what we're doing right now. And we want to be able to almost use Luke as a way to feel that a way to experience that because the difference between us and Luke Skywalker is that you and me, we're not going to get swept off our feet into a huge adventure like that. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> we're, we're not going to, we're not going to have that amazing adventure of, of defeating evil and, and, and reigning uh, freedom around the galaxy. We're, that's why Luke Skywalker was put there to be that kind of vessel for us. Um, like a hope of some kind. Like a hope. Exactly. <laughs> like a hope. <laughs> And what happened in The Last Jedi? We saw a different side of Luke. Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi, he did something different than what we probably would have expected. He made Luke human. He gave him faults. He gave him things that aren't exactly pretty. When you see Luke Skywalker in the in the original trilogy, I would say he's a bit of a whiny, I don't want to say brat, but he's a bit whiny in that first movie. He's... He doesn't have a lot of confidence. He doesn't really believe that things are going to work the way they have to. He just, he's, he's, he's a kid. And he's we very s- naive and petulant for sure. Yeah. Exactly. And we see him grow in the next two movies. We see him become the man that we saw at the end of Return of the Jedi, where he's calm, collective. He's the Jedi that we kind of expected him to become. And at that point, he's maybe in his mid-20s, roughly, 25, 26, I'd say, at the end of the third movie. And then we jump to Last Jedi where he's probably, let's say, early 50s. I don't know for sure. I'd put it around there. He's going through something that is human, like I said. Some faults of his. We see he made a mistake. He decided he saw evil in Ben Solo or Kylo Ren. And he was going to kill him. Because he didn't want that evil to grow. He chose to make a decision. Was it the right decision? Probably not. Which is why he regretted it which is why he chose exile. He made a decision. He regretted that decision. And what did he choose to do? He chose to do what every Jedi does. And that's something I mentioned in my last rant. Every Jedi has gone, put themselves in exile. I watched the prequels recently. So I have fresh knowledge of this. Yoda at the end of revenge of the Sith. Also spoiler for that. I didn't mention that one. Revenge of the Sith. He, he realized he failed and he told the person he was in the car with car, (laughs) The ship. <laughs> it looks like an Oldsmobile. I mean, it looked like a car. <laughs> yeah. um, he told him, I have failed, so I must go into exile. He chose exile because he failed. 
And not only did he fail, but Obi-Wan failed. He mentioned that to, to Anakin himself. He said, I have failed you, Anakin. So what did he do? Yes, he was looking over Luke, but he took himself into exile. What did Luke do when he made a mistake? When he failed? He went into exile because that's the only thing he knows. Instead of confronting what he did, instead of trying to make amends and fix what happened, he chose to run and hide from it. And why do people, why were people so upset by that? Is because we saw ourselves in Luke. We didn't want to see somebody who failed because we fail. We didn't want to see the realism of somebody failing and running and hide from it because emotionally, I know for me, that's what I've done in the past. When I've made mistakes, when I've done things that I may regret, I I want to run and, and, and emotionally and mentally ex- exile myself. And that's why I think people got very frustrated with this character because it wasn't this this amazing hero, this unstoppable force anymore. It was somebody who was human. He was still somebody we could relate to, but it was a part of a relation that we didn't want to relate to because it feels too real to us. So we got upset. We, a lot of Star Wars fans got upset because they wanted Luke to be this, this quote unquote savior his whole life. And I think what led to his mistake was he was trying to live up to that. He was trying to be this person that everyone in the galaxy thought he was. That's why he tried to recreate the Jedi Order. And that's why he came crashing and burning. And that's what was so key to what what Yoda said to Luke in The Last Jedi. He said, we learn from our failures. It's the best way to learn is from from mistakes. Not in those exact words because he jumbles it around. I don't know exactly how he said it. (laughs) But, But that's true. That's true in life. Learning from our failures, learning from our mistakes is the best teaching moment for us. And it took Yoda to relate that to to Luke, to say, look, you've made a mistake. We all have. I did. Don't do what we did. Learn from it. Be better from it. And that's what you saw in Luke when he confronted Kylo at the end. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to be there to almost like ask for forgiveness. And when Kylo Ren wasn't going to give it to him, he was more at peace with himself because he had forgiven himself for what he did, despite what Kylo Ren was going to think. And that's why he was trying to give them that opportunity to, to escape the, uh, the rest of the resistance. So that's, that was my whole thing. The biggest thing that I don't think people realize is you can dislike any movie. I, I'm totally fine with people not liking any of the films. That's fine. Don't be toxic. We mentioned that last time. Don't be toxic. Don't be hateful towards people, the directors, the writers, any of them. Here's the thing. People who were trying to boycott and try to rewrite The Last Jedi after it came out. Disney has power. We all we all know that, as my Lego email uh, shows. If they believed that Ryan Johnson's script wasn't going to be good enough to continue the story after Force Awakens and before Rise of the Skywalker, guess what? They would do exactly what they did to any of the Marvel movies. They would tell a director and say, hey, you need to connect to point A, B, and C to create our universe the way we want it. They didn't do that. They didn't tell him he had to... They they read over that script before he started production, and they were okay with it. So uh, Ant-Man is a great example. Ant-Man's director, the one who finished it, was not the guy who started it. He, the guy who started I can't remember who started and when, whatever, but... He wasn't going the direction that they wanted, so what did they do? They parted ways and got somebody different. What did they do with Han Solo? They had two directors that were working on it. They didn't like the direction, and they brought Ron Howard in. So it's not like it's impossible. 
It's that they saw the script that Ryan Johnson did and they liked it. And the reason I bring all this up is because not only because of all the people that were bashing it again, but J.J. Abrams kind of almost tiptoed around it, almost sounding like he liked some of the stuff that happened, but almost like he wasn't too happy with it. And and, and I don't want to make it sound like he said that directly. He was kind of tiptoeing and very uh, PR speak to make it sound like he was kind of on the fence with everybody else. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what frustrated me. That's what made me think of all this because... I, I thought it was great. It felt this Luke Skywalker who has made a mistake and is trying to learn from it, that I related to more than anything because of my own life. That to me was something that was really, really well written. And it made me really, I think that's why I liked it as much as I did. Was it a great movie? No. Was it a horrible movie? No. But I know I felt I felt that relation to Luke more than ever. And for people to act like this isn't, their Luke. This isn't my Luke. That's not how he would be. He's human. The the, the original series took place in a, at a certain point in his life, roughly 18 to maybe 27. That's not his whole life. That doesn't define him. I'm 25. I'm not going to be the same person I am when I'm 35. I'm sure he's not the same person as I, as I was when I was 15. We change. We, we adapt. We, we grow and we learn. And I think that's what people need to realize is that Luke changed. Not for the worst, not for the he changed that's what happens with humanity and with people and if people don't realize that not everybody not every everybody person not every person is going to be the same from beginning to end it's about that character arc though and I think Luke went on that character arc he had a moment of weakness and he found himself back where he needed to be before his time was up so that's my that's my rant my breakdown um you can like whatever movie you like. I'll leave it on this. You can like whatever movie you like. You can hate whatever movie you like. Don't be toxic towards other people. And just enjoy the ride, man. Like, we're getting Star Wars movies again. We're, we're, not, we're not, like, there was a point where we weren't that lucky. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Thoughts? Questions? Concerns? Yeah, I have, um, actually, a couple things I'd like to get your... I guess I'm going to bounce off of your No, please do. Here, and I apologize that I've taken up most of this. That's okay. I mean, it's a rant. You had to rant. You did exactly what was expected of you when you are ranting. <laughs> but yeah, like I kind of agree with you on a lot of your points. Um, but I'm kind of want to play devil's advocate again, um, just so that I can. You? What? No, that's fine. Go ahead. Just so that we can kind of delve into it, you know? Because I agree with you on the whole. So let's go into that first. Basically, the points that I that I think are valid, and I think most like all your points are valid. But I just kind of want to like delve into the issue more. So from a writing perspective, yeah, I agree with you completely on uh, the humanity factor of, of Luke as a person. Right. Because like the whole story of Star Wars is a classic uh, hero tale. Like, you know, the, the peasant is a chosen person who has a secret power and they're destined it's for greatness. It's been done before, sure. It's been done before, yes. But in the Star, the Star Wars universe, it always has that feeling of nostalgic good versus evil that you know has always appealed mm -hmm. to me when I was a kid and still appeals to me now, um, and it's even gotten to the point where that like, you know that that classic good triumphs over evil is kind of a trope that has fallen in the wayside. Um, and now we're all expecting like Game of Thrones style, uh, you know, characters are ripped from us like this gritty brutal realism. To the point of like almost cynicism in most cases, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's cool and all. But like, 
after a while, it's just kind of depressing, you know? Sure. Like, I couldn't watch, like, three years of nothing but, like, Red Wedding episodes, you know? Like, that sort of plot development. Um, This is, like, a predictable sort of wholesome story. And in this, why I mentioned, why I highlight this is because... When you are thinking of that good versus evil thing, you don't really ever think about the the white knight hero, uh, what sort of inner demons he has. Like, he's the white knight. He sure. goes there and he saves the princess from the tower and kills the dragon. Like, that's right. we don't the like classic the, we don't, story. We don't like thinking about it. Exactly. Now, this paragon that you're suddenly seeing fall in what we're calling, like, what everybody's talking about in The Last Jedi, I think is, is a very realistic interpretation of what happens. Like, it really humanizes not only... Um, Luke and Yoda and Obi-Wan, but the Jedi as an entire order. And really, I think, cements the idea of balance as what's important in the Star Wars universe. I'm really glad you brought up balance. Um, And I don't mean to stray too far off. You're right. They were kind of the peacemakers of the galaxy. And they were brought down significantly. The thing with balance, and I don't know how many Star Wars fans who are listening know a lot about the balance when it comes to the Force. The balance, the Force balance itself out. It's nobody's choice. It's a force of nature. Right. There's a reason why the Emperor. I can never say his last name properly. I always feel like I say it wrong. Palpatine. That sounds right. Okay. Palpatine. Cool. Yeah. He, the reason why he chose not to kill Anakin, and instead seduce him to the dark side. Is because he knew that would outbalance things if he by killing him. He knew that he had to bring him over to his side to properly balance it in, the, in his favor. And that's why, really, if you think about it, Anakin f- fulfilled the prophecy. He did balance the Force. <laughs> he killed all the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he balanced it. And that's why the Emperor decided to take him to the dark side because he wanted to balance it in his favor. But what happened? When the Emperor chose to do that, uh, there's a, a lure to it, and I'm not sure how 100% true it is, but I've heard from another friend, there can only be two Siths because the, the Apprentice always tries to overthrow the Master. It's different with Jedi. And so think about it. Realistically, what happened was you have you, you do balance things out. Now, there's all the comics and stuff that, of other uh, Jedi who survived the Great Purge, but... Really, if you think about it, right, as, as far as we know, you have two Siths, Vader and the Emperor, and then you have Yoda and Obi-Wan, who are holding on to an, a, a string of life, really. So what did the Force do? It brought us the twins, Luke and Leia, to balance the Force back out. That was, that was their purpose, was to rise up and help balance the Force once again. Then when Luke decided to try to build the Jedi Order again, what happened? He became, uh, he started making the force unbalanced again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the force, whether it was intentional or not, made Luke make a decision that rebalanced it the other way around. That's what happens. The force is what's balancing everything. It's no one's choice to do any of this. It happens because, and well, there is a choice on how to balance it by playing it smart. That's why the Emperor, in my opinion, is the greatest force uh, sensitive person in the galaxy. It's because he knew he's smart. He knew that he couldn't just kill Anakin. He knew he needed him on his side to make things right for his point of view. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up that balance because that's another thing I've been thinking about a lot. And it's really important because it shows that the it's not tip, it's not technically good versus evil in this case. The, mm-hmm. the force, the force with a capital F, 
is a lower lowercase f force of nature right right yeah. like like gravity and diffusion and all that stuff does not act on whether it's moral or whether it's you know correct it acts on there is an imbalance of of charge there's an imbalance of pressure there's an imbalance of some sort and it will act within the laws of nature to correct it in this case the force is balanced not through i don't know molecules moving from one place to another or you know making sure that the orbit is 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 you know proper there's no equilibrium except to create another force user and in this case I've, one thing that's kind of interesting to bring up is that when when the twins were born it's not like they were both super gifted in the same way like luke no. was gifted in combat he was gifted in um you know just pure like force control you know mm -hmm. over time but leia was gifted in you know different ways I and mean, she was good in combat yes but her strength lay in, in in it expressed itself in a different way which shows that the force doesn't choose people based on like pure brute strength alone no which you know is re reasonable and cool to me you know yeah i agree and the other thing too is that she did a lot of of like we said the the jedi were meant to be peacemakers she kind of had the peace part of it of the force more of the the um representative or the um the delegate kind of thing where she was trying to yeah like a diplomatic diplomatic yeah. that's the word i was looking diplomatic for diplomatic force um <laughs> But I think this really brings an interesting point just in general talking about this. Do you have, before I move a little bit over, do you, mm -hmm. was there anything else you had comments on what I said or um, Well, I guess like just from a particularly a writing perspective, I guess I could go into a little bit more detail on, on Luke and sure. specifically in The Last Jedi, specifically because he is so... I think the, the, the stark change is that people were, I'm sure have been watching the original trilogy since they were kids, like they, they watch oh, it yeah. every once in a while. And then the, the stark change from not only just graphics so that things are more clear, you know, and there are easier shots and, you know, of course the hype that comes around with, with mm -hmm. the Star Wars so movie. what happens with the prequels. The writing style and the theater experience has changed so much since, what is it, the late 70s, early 80s? Yep. That a lot of them, I'm sure, were... It's a sort of culture shock because the, the Star Wars trilogy, the original one, is, is locked in. It is locked into the culture of the late 70s, early 80s. The film culture, the way that things were shot, the way that stories progressed were very different than now. Right now we have more, I don't know, the storyline can be you know fast and action-y and, action and, and paced really quickly. But there's also... I guess less in, less less genuineness in some cases, and I feel like there's a genuineness. There's like a not so much sub subtext to the original trilogy. Like it was just a story. Like it's a space opera almost. You know, yeah. like it is well, just a a story. It, it, it originally it was meant to be like a space opera, but not only that, but it it was really kind of like a um a spaghetti western. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. That was very kind highly of the, influenced that, by that. That was kind of the whole style of it, really, to begin with. And yeah, you're right. And, and not only do styles change, but you know, people kind of expect everything to be the same. If if they love it, they expect it to never change. And that's impossible. It's impossible. The yeah. prequels changed. The, you know, George Lucas tried to do a lot of stuff that was similar, but didn't. Um, yeah. I mean, I could fault a lot of things with that. I mean, like for, my favorite example is. The opening uh, scroll of words from Phantom Menace was talking about like a trade federation war. And I'm like, hmm, that's what kids love. Ah, yes. Trade <laughs> and delegation. And 
but that but things change and and they showed that in the in in the prequels it showed it in the um in the new ones and i'm sure if they decide to do more movies outside of the skywalker saga it's going to show there too yes there's always going to be those similarities they have to be because otherwise it wouldn't feel the same but it can't be a hundred percent the same thing and that's why i really liked ryan johnson because he to me he made it feel different but still the same he didn't blow anyone away in the sense of like changing like acting like Jedi and Seth never existed or acted like, you know, metachlorians didn't exist, even though I wish they didn't, didn't, but he, he did something a little bit different and a little bit more unique to his style. And I think honestly, like they talked about Ryan Johnson getting his own trilogy. I hope that's still in the works because I think if he gets his own trilogy that doesn't involve the Skywalkers, people will watch that and go, man, this guy was really good. It's just, he shouldn't have been a part of that saga yeah let me bring up another thing that is kind of unfair in this situation please do um a lot of people had complaints about the most recent movie i'm not gonna no spoilers or anything no, no, no spoilers. but just people had complaints about the pacing and like about how things moved you know sure and people must remember that personally i think it would have benefited from not being a trilogy it would have should have added another movie or something to like slow it down mm-hmm. but this is all coming due to like they had how many directors? Initially for this for this trilogy we're in right now? Yeah. Initially it was going to be three. It was going to be J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and another guy. I can't remember his name. But they decided not to have that guy anymore and brought J.J. back. So mm-hmm. really just two for this trilogy. So now J.J. Abrams started the trilogy. Then Ryan Johnson kind of continued it. And then now like you have this disparity between two directors trying to desperately close up every single you know loose end. But with only with given only one movie to do it, I mean, can you even blame them for kind of having to go at a breakneck pace to make sure there are no plot holes? I mean, would you other, rather have everything addressed or have like gaping plot holes where absolutely nothing was said? And I mean, they did the best with what they had, I, I guess, if you're trying to wrap everything up in one movie. Well, the thing is that what they tried to do is what they did with the originals. George Lucas did the first movie. There was no, there was no uh, expectation for it to be a trilogy. That's why you saw at the end of the first one, they were all celebrating and got medals. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the end of the movie. That was the end. That felt like a very end of the story. If you think about it in that sense, that's why it's that way, because it was meant to be the end. Yeah, we could have never seen those characters again, and that would have been a... That would have been it. That would have been an ending. We all thought they were all dead. We thought Vader was dead. We thought all of it was gone. Um, But then they decided to get two and five and six, technically, and they had different directors. There was a different director for each film. George Lucas was heavily involved, obviously. It's his child. But they had a different director each time. So then you look at the prequels, who George Lucas did all three, and people were complaining about that. A lot of people didn't like the prequels. So what did Disney think about doing? When they saw that, when they got the rights, they thought, well, let's try to do what they did in the original series, and maybe that will make it better, better than what the prequels were. We we don't want to tie it to one guy because maybe that will cause rifts. So that's what their plan was. And I think that's why they tried to do it. But then they saw the backlash from, from Last Jedi and thought, oh no, we have to frantically get J.J. back because at least his was accepted. The thing with uh, Force Awakens, though, and we've talked about this, it's just a new hope again. Yeah, that's one of, my, did that's I one like of the it? biggest complaints. Did yeah. I like it? Yeah, I did. I thought it was a good movie. But it's just a new hope with... A different dress on. With a bigger Death Star. <laughs> yeah, and a different dress. Yeah, the, the thing, like, let me just t- say one thing about that. Like, 
<laughs> when it comes to like, I feel like what they wanted to do was kind of write a love letter to the fans of the first one, right? Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah. But, but there's a point where an homage just becomes like, ver- when it's verbatim, just taking the exact situation and tweaking some things. It's like that meme where like somebody says, "Oh, uh, here, do you have the homework?" And like the other guy says, "Like, yeah, you can copy mine, but change something so that it doesn't yeah. look so obvious." Like it's just that. Yeah. And while it looked cool. And, and I it guess it set up. It's, it was a fun movie. I would definitely say that. It, it felt like a kind of a, a weak start. It almost felt like a, um, in a weird way, a fan fiction film. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, yeah. and I, I could, I could read a fan fiction. And in, it, as fan fictions go, it's an, ex, it's a fairly oh, exceptional there's great one. one. There's some great ones out there. But like a fan fiction does not warrant a multi-million dollar no. uh, venture to make a, a movie for. A, like a, a franchise that's as widely known and respected as Star Wars is, which kind of, in and of itself, kicked off the entire sci-fi franchise being a household thing. And the other thing people don't remember too is that JJ is the one who put Luke Skywalker in exile. Ryan Johnson didn't do that. He was yeah. in exile in the first one. That was yeah. decided. Ryan Johnson chose to do to choose why he was in exile. He no, was. No, hold on. I want to get one thing straight before. Yeah. Like, do are people having an issue with him going into exile at all? Like I think that a, I don't think can be contested because I think a it's lot a of Jedi it, thing. Right. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with like him being in exile because I think people just see him as this guy who would never do that. He he wouldn't go in exile. He wouldn't have done all these things. He's he's like this, like I said, quote unquote savior. Like why would he do these things? Why would he go into exile? Why would he try to kill somebody um, that he thought was evil? Or, you know, it's all of it. Like all of his decision makings that were revealed to us, like him throwing the lightsaber behind him because he was mm-hmm. done with it. People were like, he would never do that. He would never throw the lightsaber. And I think I have a problem with that because imagine it went the other way. Imagine uh, Luke came back as a paragon of the force. He is the Jedi. Yeah. They think about like he left just to yeah. train and it comes back. It's like, I'm here to save the world. It would be like, like a freaking, uh, coming of, 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 of star Wars Christ. Like yeah. that would, that would, people would complain the same way. Oh, this is still convenient. It's Deus Ex Machina, except it's Deus Ex Luke here. Right. He's just you're controlling everything. Why didn't he just come here and save everything from the beginning? If he's so gosh dang strong. Like the thing is like, there's a point where, it's just nitpicking and some people just won't be satisfied unless no. it matches their own head canon. You but know? also exactly. But also there needs to be some sort of character development of some kind. Yeah. It's flat. It's part of the story. Do you really want Luke at 55 to be the same exact Jumping character? Around, doing lightsabers. Not that, not that. Cause he can I still do, do feel, that. I will say, I do feel bad for just the same guy. I feel bad for Luke. Yeah. Or not Luke, sorry, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Because they had him like training and getting in shape and everything for Force Awakens and then he never shows up. And then, mm. like, I don't know if he planned on doing a, a battle. I don't know if he thought he would more than what we got in The Last Jedi. But, you know, I know he had some, his his own personal feelings about the change of the character. Um, He felt the same way, I think, as some fans. And he voiced his opinion and he can have that opinion Here's the thing. I stand by the same same point I made earlier. If they didn't like the story, are you going to tell me... And I know, I'm not saying Mark Hamill's this kind of guy. I don't think he is. He seems like one of the most genuine people ever. A really, really nice guy. Really sweet. But do you not think that if he really didn't like the, the way this was going, he couldn't say something to the, upper, the higher-ups and say, look, I want to be Luke Skywalker in this film, but I don't like this direction... 
I'm out. Unless we change the script up. I'm not saying he would do that. I don't think he's the kind of guy who would do that. But he has that power. If he, if he really felt like this was not the right way to go, he could go to somebody in Disney and say, look, I just don't think this is the right way to go. And they would listen to him. And like I said, JJ looked it over because he had to look it over. So, I mean, he had to make sure things worked with what he started. And Disney looked over it. And they were all okay with it. They're not going to put a movie in production if they feel like the script is not what they mm-hmm. want. Simple as that. It's a company. Yeah. It, it's about making money. Yeah. If they don't like the script, if they don't think it's going to be good enough to make money for what they're doing, they're not going to put it out there. Yeah. And if we take this out to like a macro perspective, as a work of a person, a work of art, a work of a person sure. wants to put something together for a public, um, I think that that's something you need to kind of respect you can have an opinion on it maybe it's not the best iteration like for example george lucas's prequels i don't like them yeah but do i I crap on the author himself like he put what he he put was in his heart out there i think they get better as they go on like i agree the third one is definitely the best of of the the worst yes yeah yeah that's and you bring up a really good point because here's the thing i don't hate george lucas yeah do i think he's a great director i think what he created is a is a masterpiece he created something that will go on for generations and be loved by millions. And he's a genuine guy, too, in the fact that he loves people who do fan fiction. He loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. George Lucas and Lucas Films fought for this one guy who made a really great Vader fan film. And it had like 17 million views. I'll send you the link. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's fantastic. And Disney tried to shut it down. Of course. <laughs> and George Lucas and Lucasfilm stepped in and said, no, this is staying up. This is this is what we've done in the past, and this is how we're going to continue to do it. And Disney backed off. That's the thing about George Lucas. I have tons of respect for him. He's a, he's a genuine guy. He cares about what he's done, and he wants people to be involved in it, and he wants people to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I can still disagree with some of his decision-making in the prequels. I can have, I mean, disagreements with what he's done in the originals even. There's moments I've disagreed with stuff, mm-hmm. a.k.a. adding a bunch of CGI stuff in later. But Jar-jar. it's hit, And then also charging <laughs> for the prequels. But it's just, there's, that's the thing. You Everyone can voice their opinions. Everyone can have their uh, their feelings heard about what they think about certain movies. I have no problem with that. But it's when you get violent, or not violent, you get... Uh, vicious and you get very toxic and very angry at people and it's like man take a step back for a second yeah and i think for me and i'm pretty sure for you too that's what this whole rant boils down to is that no people are <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> go ahead. no sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think so no, 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 i changed my mind <laughs> no luke isn't this luke has to be a good guy forever he has to be the best he can't be flawed no flaws for us he doesn't get pimples <laughs> of all things it's a flaw it is a sorry flaw. Anyway, go ahead <laughs> but yeah like what you were mentioning here is kind of like my the crux of the issue for me and i'm sure yeah. is for you is just the fan base here can be a little overbearing sure and i feel like if we just treated everybody with the with the same that respect that we feel for the characters themselves, like, it would just be better overall. Yeah. Don't go after the actors. Don't go after the writers. Don't go after the directors. Voice your opinion. Please, everyone voice your opinion on what you like and what you don't like. That's that's what being human is about, is being able to share how you feel. But let's not get, let's not be 
let's not be jerks about it. Let's not be something that we don't want to be. Yeah, we got to be excellent. You know, if we're going to we, be taking yeah. these as our role models, quote unquote, sure. like we can't really be saying like, oh, this is what the force should be. This is what we have to do. Yeah. And then not really even act like that at all. And guess what? Luke had a redemption at the end. He He's, got that redemption. He, he got wanted. the redemption in the end that everyone would have wanted. And, and even in, uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Bless you, Todd. Bless you. <laughs> Great.